point to talk about. Really needs a bit of a background. We talk about the two parts of the person being the spiritual part of the person. We call the nefesh or maybe the neshama. And we talk about the physical part of the person being their body. Now, it's true in broad terms that there's a spiritual and physical side to a person. But we need to examine and learn a little bit better what the spiritual side of the person is. And as we'll see, it's not just one entity what we call the ruchnis of a person, his soul or his spiritual part. There are lots of different stages. There are lots of different stages of ruchnis in a person, each one on a different level, and each one with a specific role, a specific, a specific job to play. And they interact with each other. The Nefesh tells us that it's like a chain. They're just like a chain, you have a number of links, and each one connects to the one before, the one after, and that way they, they hold together. The same thing, there are a number of links in the chain, so to speak, of the ruchness of a person. So let's define them briefly and explain how they work before we see what the Derech Hashem wants to mechadish. The lowest level, the basic level, is what we call a person's nefesh. Nefesh is life. And therefore, the difference between a dead body and a living person is nothing tangibly physical. All the organs of the body are still there. But when a person is alive, so he can think, he can see, he can hear, he can move, he can talk, he can act. And when a person dies, then the body just remains lifeless. There's no other, there's that inner koach which makes the person act, do, feel, breathe, live, isn't there. That's what we call the nefesh of a person. And the nefesh isn't centered in one place in the person. The nefesh is everywhere in the person. And therefore, where any, every part of the body needs life, and if there'd be any part of the body where there wouldn't be life, so then that part of the body would die. That's a koch of the nefesh, which connects to a person. Obviously, it's a part of the nefesh which closest connects to a person's body. Most closely connects to the person's body. And therefore, if the body feels something, or the body is aware of something, it's through the nefesh. So physical feelings or wants are felt through the nefesh. Pasuk says a step further, the nefesh is in the dam, in the blood. And just like we know physically that the blood brings the oxygen and nutrients to all the cells of the body, so that the nefesh rides in the blood too. And that's a connection of life to all parts of the body. That's the lowest part of the nefesh. What happens to the nefesh when a person when a person dies? The nefesh stays with the body. The Vilnagon says that the kever, the grave, is called the nefesh, because that becomes a place for the this part of the body to reside when the body is no longer alive. It's also, if there be some reason to visit the kever of a tzaddik, it's not because his body is there, that his body doesn't have any abilities after he's died, but the nefesh is there. And therefore, the person can connect to the tzaddik by connecting to the nefesh of the tzaddik. There's a higher level of a person, which is called the person's ruach. The ruach means the part of the person which is uniquely human, 
This isn't shared by other species or animals. The ruh of a person is a person's identity, a person's personality, a person's sense of self. And therefore those aspects of a person which an animal doesn't share, loyalty, pride, uh, covered, none of these things can be felt by an animal in the same way as they can by a person. It's a different element in the person. It's the person's ruh. The ruh is primarily where the person feels himself. In other words, where a person feels his identity is in his ruh. He has a body and the body works, but he feels himself primarily and how he identifies himself as his ruh. That's the second link on the spiritual side of a person. The ruh connects to the body, but then it links on the other side too to the third level of the person, and that's called the neshama. The neshama is something which attaches a person to Hashem. And therefore, if you're going to talk about the fourth link and the fifth link of the chain, it's really the, each individual person's neshama is connected to the neshama, what we call of Kol Kla Yisrael, and that's connected to Hashem. And therefore, the person's ability to connect to Hashem goes through from his body, through his nefesh, to his ruach, to his neshama, to what we call a high level of neshama, to HaKadosh Baruch. This is something which only Kla Yisrael have. Only Kla Yisrael is connection of neshama to the high neshama to Hashem, and that's what sets us apart. That's what makes us makes us special. That's what we thank Hashem for when we say that the connection which we have to eternal life is the neshama which Hashem gave us. That's the one point. On the other point, it makes what we do much more significant. Because like the Nefesh Chaim explains, if a person has a chain, and one shakes one end of the chain, the whole chain is going to move. Each link moves the one on top of it, and therefore you're going to cause an effect on one end of the chain by pulling the other end. Therefore, an action a person does here affects Shemayim. A mindset a person does here, a thought a person has here, will have an effect on Shemayim, because there's this chain. And therefore, a mitzvah, let's say, which a person does with his body, but it, it moves his nefesh, which moves his ruach, which moves his neshama, which moves the chayah of Yisrael, which bats him eventually, is brought back to HaKadosh Baruch. And same thing the a person does. Also has that effect, and therefore has it, causes some spiritual destruction in Shemayim. Ma'ashayin can go. Don't have this chain, they don't have this effect. And that's why we don't find that is mitzvahs, let's say, firstly for animals. The acts of an animal maybe have an effect in this world. They can eat each other or they can do things which have an effect in the physical world. But they have nothing more than a nefesh. And therefore there is nowhere higher where what an animal does has, uh, takes effect. And a person, however, does have a higher part of himself, a ruach. And therefore there is more of an effect of the action of a human being than the action of an animal. But that doesn't affect the world of ruchnis. Unless the person has a neshama. And that's why we'll find that the Goyim don't have mitzvahs which apply to the world, the future world, or the spiritual world. The mitzvahs of the Goyim is only in order to enable a society which can exist in this world. 
It's only for there to be a society which is functional and isn't self-destructive. And that's what the mitzvahs of the Goyim relate to. Murder, stealing, lack of law and order, and anything which will break down the ability to function here. But these aren't the mitzvahs which are going to have an effect in Shemaim. And only Klai Yisrael are mitzvah in those mitzvahs which have an effect in Shemaim because only Klai Yisrael have this chain, have this connection to Shemaim. That's the first point I wanted to talk about. Now let's talk about the second point. And that is, if there is a chain of a person's spiritual, so to speak, levels, and the one side of the chain attaches to a person's body, and the other side of the chain attaches to Hashem. So now that's if all the links are holding on to each other, then we understand there's a connection between a person, person and Hashem. What would happen to a chain if you would take both ends of the chain and pull them in opposite directions? What's going to happen is when they get pulled enough in different directions, so the chain is going to break. But now the question is, you have a number of links of this chain. Where is the chain going to break? And we all know the answer is, the chain is going to break by its weakest link. Wherever we see the weakest link, the weakest connection in the chain is, then when one pulls it in both directions, and there's a certain stress in each part of, the, of each link of the chain, the one way it's going to break is where it's weakest. And if that's the case, if there's going to be, let's say, a pull on the chain which connects a person's body on the one side to his nefesh, ruach, neshama, and neshama on the other side, so where's, where are they going to break apart? Where's the weakest link in that chain? So first let's discuss what would pull the chain further apart, which would cause the links to detach. So the one option is, if a person does a big enough of error, a person has a serious enough of error, so that now his, himself, his body, has gone way further down. And now, how does it, how does it, how does it have an influence, affect the chain of his neshama? And the answer is, it's going to cause it to detach. But where is it going to cause it to detach? So the, the two points which won't detach is the nefesh doesn't detach from the guf, and the neshama doesn't detach from Hashem. The nefesh doesn't detach from the guf, as we just said beforehand, and therefore even when a person dies and his neshama, his nefesh isn't in his body, but the nefesh stays next to the body in the, in the grave and even mourns over the destruction of the body that it was once part of. And if we're talking about a tzaddik, so then the nefesh is waiting for that body to be resurrected so it can go back into it again. Okay, so that's the one part. The nefesh stays in the body or connected to the body. On the other end, the neshama is a davar kodesh and stays connected to Hashem. There's no possibility of detaching the neshama from Hashem. It's neshama shenosata bitahoyrahi, it's something ruchni, and therefore the connection of the neshama to Hashem is unbreakable. And therefore the only possibilities of what can break up the trench are either the connection of the nefesh to the ruach, or the connection of the ruach to the neshama. And therefore, in, depending what a very person does, that if it's going to separate him so much from Hashem, that that chain is going to break, 
it's either going to break the link of the nefesh to the ruach or the link of the ruach to the neshama. That's what we call kares. Kares means separation. And the separation is where a person is no longer connected ruchni-wise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And depending which avera a person did to get kares, so it can either be a kares of the nefesh, like the Torah sometimes says, a kares te kares, a nefesh ahi, and therefore the ruach is still attached to the neshama, but the nefesh and the body have been detached. Or the certain avera a person can do, such as disparaging the Torah or maybe showing wanton defiance of Hashem, Kidvarish and Bazo, Hefer, and that can cause a chorus of the Ruach too. And in that case, the Ruach and the Nefesh have now been detached from the Neshama that they were once connected to. That's what we call chorus. There's another possibility too, and that is the chain can break the other direction, which means it hasn't been pulled down, it's been pulled up. If that's the case, once the Shama is being pulled up too much, so then again, then the, the, the body doesn't go up a similar amount, and now there's too far a distance between the one and the other one for them to remain interconnected, and therefore it's going to break as well. Once again, the Nefesh isn't going to break from the body, and the Neshama is not going to break from Hashem. And if that's the case, the break is going to be either from the Neshama to the Ruach or the Ruach to the Nefesh. An example of that, an example of that is Bahar Sinai, when the Jewish people heard Hashem speak. And the experience of Nebuah was so overwhelmingly powerful that the Neshamas the neshama of Klai Yisrael wanted to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it drew them out of their bodies. The connection of the Neshama to Hashem is stronger than the connection of the Neshama to the Ruach and the Nefesh. And therefore, like the Pesach says, The impact, the power, the intensity of hearing Hashem made the Neshamas connect to Hashem and leave their bodies. And it's the same thing the other way around. And that's the difference. By a tzaddik, the connection was, pulls the person up. And whereas the Rasha the very does pulls the person down. And let's talk about one last point. That's this idea we just said. That the Ruach Bnei Adam Ha'olehi Lema'lo the Ruach Ha'bahemu Yeredes Lema'ta La'aretz The Pasuk says that the Ruach of a person arises upwards, whereas the Ruach of an animal goes down. Now animals, like we said, don't necessarily have a Ruach, but there's another point here too. And that is a person's sense of self is his Ruach. And therefore, when a person dies, what do they feel themselves being? The nefesh stays down, and the shamal goes back up. So where does the person feel he is? Where does he feel his sense of self? Where, where is that? This makes a big difference if it's a tzaddik or a rasha. Because for the tzaddik who during his lifetime has worked to connect his, himself to his neshama, has worked to elevate himself, has worked to learn Torah, has worked to become closer to Hashem. Then when that person dies and the neshama leaves the body, the ruach is going to leave with the neshama. They connect it. And therefore, the neshama is going to pull the ruach back with it to Shemaim and the person is going to feel his inganadin. That's the reward of a tzaddik. Whereas for the rasha, who spent his life 
connecting to his body and pleasuring his body and rarely if ever do they have thoughts of their neshama or how to connect it so when that neshama leaves the body the ruach can't go up it has nothing to go up with it wants to stay connected here but it can't do that either because the person is no longer alive and therefore the ruach roams aimlessly he isn't able to connect to the neshama because he detached himself from his neshama on the other hand the body that he was a part of and really wants to reconnect to, he can't because it's no longer alive. That's what we call the ruchis which wander around the world. And we talk about the idea of ruchis which can become gilgulim or mazikim, whatever they may become, are these last ruchis which have no one to attach to. The ruch of Adam is Ayrul the ruch of the person who acted like a person and deserves reattaches to his, when the attachment to the neshama is stronger so then it goes up with, with the neshama to shamayim whereas the ruach of a person acted like a behemoth and therefore is unable to connect with the neshama remains rooted and remains lost here in this world okay so those are the concepts of the different levels of a person's nefesh ruach neshama and how the connection will depend on how strong the attachment of each level is and now when there's a time when they get pulled apart, where, where the, where's the break going to be? So now after that introduction, let's see the Derech Hashem, where he started. You know, we spoke about a nefesh as one unit, one entity called the nefesh. It comprises many different levels, many different parts. And then we can really say that the spiritual side of a person is a number of different interconnecting stages like links in the chain. And out of all these different halakim of the person's spiritual side creates the chain which connects him to Hashem. We call Out of all those different stages in a person, that's what creates his nefesh. We call him Shurus Zubazu. Vahroina, benefesh tahtoina, vatahtoina bedam. The lower stage of the spiritual links in the person is his nefesh, and that connects to the body through the bloodstream. We call Efesh, he's talk, uktasmina halakim, aile, bismamin azmanim. Therefore, a person can lose some of these halakim. We are Shavachakach. They can come back to the person. With a person that's Shava. The person can get more. Can get, in other words, the person can climb to a higher level of Ruchnius and then he'll get a higher level, level of Neshama too. And the person can do that too. The levels of Ruchnius that a person attaches to don't have an effect on the body. It's not something noticeable or recognizable on the body. These levels of the nefesh, how they connect to the body. They don't change the fact that a person is alive. The life of a person is just his nefesh, and that he has anyway. So that a person can feel physically is his nefesh too. And therefore, how, how many high chalokim that a person has, or what those high chalokim are, isn't something which the body can, can show. And the Purasa Bamasho in Yana Shala Adam Bamitai, 
the way they work is the level, the real, the very real level where the person is. And its connection to whatever high levels are, what the person deserves to connect to. In other words, the level of the person's neshama, or what the neshama can connect to, will depend on the level of the person, and that's where you'll see the difference. A Navi, for example, could connect to a much higher level than a person who's not a Navi. And that might not be visible on his body, but for sure, on the level where his neshama is able to connect, it makes it's an altogether different level. Therefore, the idea of a neshama yisera, which means an extra level of neshama, which means there's more that neshama can connect to on Shabbos and Yom Tov, he said it's not something a person can feel with their bodies. And their body feels the same. The fact that there's a connection to a higher level of ruchnias isn't something which is that noticeable, that tangible by a person. Now, obviously, that depends on the person. The words that they said you could see them in Rosh Shabbos, that they had a different shine to their face, and there was a more ruchni aura around them. For sure, a person can get to the level where an increased level of ruchni is something which is tangible to them and feel, they can feel as well. But what the Derek Hashem wants to say is it doesn't have to be like that. Shabbos comes for everybody. And we marry there will be in the Shabbos even if the person isn't aware of it, even if the person isn't focusing on it. And it's a greater person who can feel it, and it's visible in them too, but there's not a ma'akah that without that, even if a person would say, I don't feel any difference in Shabbos, does that mean I don't have a Nasham Yisair? The answer is no. The extra ruchnis is there. But like always, a person needs to be able to develop the ability to feel ruchnis. And if a person doesn't develop that ability, so the ruchnis comes and he doesn't, he's blinded to it. Is completely unaware of it. And uh, but if a person would learn how to experience ruchnius, then of course he would know the difference. And it applies to Shabbos, it applies to other things which are kaddish too. Places which are kaddish, the coastal, for example, Makamamikdash. Does a person feel it's a more kaddish place? Maybe not. Maybe not. That depends on the sensitivity of the person. If you think kaddish. Does a person feel he's in the presence of a Kaddish person? Maybe not. But then again, it depends on the sensitivity of a person to feel Kaddish. And therefore, the fact that there is more Kaddish presence says that the Hashem, not necessarily will a person feel that to be aware of it, even if it's there. Because again, it has to filter down. And therefore, we spoke previously that the idea of a connection between the different steps of the chain, and we spoke about the ultimate chorus, and that is a complete excision, that they're completely separated from each other. But there's another possibility too, and that is even if the links are still there, but they're very weak, and therefore a person on the low, can't feel on the lower link what's happening on a higher link. They don't relate to each other so well. That's also a product of a person's level, and that is the person is more connected to these ruchnias, so then something which an added ruchnias will affect all parts of the chain too. It's only a person whose tenuous connection to Ruchnius means that an increase in the Ruchnius isn't something which they can feel, it's something they can be aware of. And the Derech Hashem finishes, We mentioned before, the Nekroim Nefesh, that's the part which is the life force, Ruch is the identity of a person, the Shama is its connection to Hashem, Chaya and Yechida that we spoke about, the general Nashama of Klai Yisrael, which connects all the Israel to HaKadosh Baruch.
and therefore understanding the different levels first it makes us understand better how Ruchnius works but it also gives us an avoider because there's a separate part avoider on dealing with each of these levels the, the avoider of the nefesh is to overcome the menace of the body the avoider of the ruach is to develop one's identity or one's personality as Nevada Hashem the avoider of the neshama is to make the connection to Hashem stronger and together that becomes the spiritual side of a person and like we said, it makes a big difference to where the person is more strongly connected. Because the more a person connects himself to his, the Chalik Ruchni, the more that becomes a stronger connection, and his connection to his body becomes weaker. Whereas the less the person worries about his Chalik Ruchni, the more he's connected to his body, and when that's, the chain is going to detach, then he'll lose his connection to Ruchni completely.